This episode brought to you by One Purse and the Nurture Place. You've just joined In the Stillness with Dawn Strobeck. In the deep dwelling place where stillness settles your heart and refreshes your soul. Where the voice of God is just a little more lucid and a little less clouded. He waits to hold this sacred space just for you. so thankful that you chose to join me today. This is In the Stillness with Dawn Strobeck. I'm going to take an excerpt from John 15, 1 through 5, to begin. I'm the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Today's time is talking about movement. Movement in our walk with the Lord. Sometimes we are enticed by living in a place of nothingness. The mistaken allure of doing nothing or staying where we are can be a tonic of false peace. It is a poisonous peace acquired from a life detached from reality and conflict. Passivity or avoidance in our walk with Jesus is dangerous. It creates a cave for darkness to dwell and is an unholy complacency. God is a God of movement and growth. He turns the earth on its axis. He ordains the seasons. He causes a tiny baby to physically grow into a man or a woman. He allows the plants to grow, the trees to bear fruit, and the rivers to ebb and flow. God is a God of movement. All growth, all intimacy, and all success require a forward movement. That movement may take on a more physical nature or it may take on an emotional or spiritual one. God calls us to continue to move toward him. He calls us to seek so we shall find and knock so the door shall be open. These ideas of seeking and knocking are taken from scripture and point to a decision to engage in forward movement. Accepting Jesus as Savior is only the beginning. Each movement toward him grows us and heals us and frees us. Each time we seek the kingdom, we see more of it. And each time we surrender, we make him Lord. If we look at Jesus' life, we see that he is not a passive man, nor an avoidant observer. He is very assertive candid, and honest. 
he repeatedly confronts the self-righteousness of the Pharisees and the other Jewish leaders. He is not halted by their authority or their influence. He regularly calls out his disciples to a life of transparency, exposing their faults and failures, and then exhibiting grace as they move toward him. Passivity in our walk with God and our relationships with others will lead to deadness. It will eventually kill the vibrancy. Even an unconscious act of forgetting to water plants can lead to death or wilting. All relationships require active tending, especially our relationship with God. Even in making a choice to be still with God, we have made a choice to move toward him, to give him space, to allow him to be with us. After all, this is not the kind of stillness that requires nothing of us, but a stillness that is open and seeks him. This is a stillness that is keenly aware of his presence as we listen quietly for his voice. And as we listen for him and submit to him, we are able to move in his direction. I'm just going to read to you one little story from a woman who had struggled with some passivity. And she says, movement involves taking risks. Taking risks requires courage and a sense of relational security. I have struggled to move and to take risks because I have lived with a sense of being alone. When I have decisions to make or goals to pursue, I get stuck. It starts with a million excuses, not having enough time or money, accepting other people's opinions, believing I can't, and a general state of indecision. For me, what is beneath the excuses is fear. It's a fear of inadequacy, a fear of failure, a fear of being exposed as a fraud. In my work, I feel people will think that I don't know what I'm doing, that I'm not competent. The fear is paralyzing because I'm terrified that if I pursue my desires and passions, I will fall flat on my face. I think it's all up to me and I can't do it. So faced with decisions and goals, my sense of being alone is just stirred up. I didn't have a father that would catch me when I fell. So it's incredibly hard for me to believe that God the Father will do that for me. Without the relational security, taking risks just seemed too scary. Close your eyes for a moment and let me speak this over you. My daughter, my son, you are mine and I am yours. Our relationship requires of you. It's not work-based. It is not complacency. It is listening, receiving, following, and moving. I am the vine and you are the branch. You are growing or dying on the vine every day and how you choose to live with me or without me. 
I will always be the vine, the source of life for you. Come to me. There is no other, none like me from which you will find abundant life. Come. Come, let me water you and prune you. I will be gentle. I will nurture your brokenness. I don't prune you for my entertainment or out of spite. I prune you so that my glory can be seen through you. I prune you for your sake so that you can continue to produce fruit and life. I prune you for the sake of those who love you and you love.